Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome to Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk about all the parks news from D23 and let you know our feelings on it live. Find all episodes of this podcast at DisneyDecipher.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered, where you can find bonus content. Or you can support the podcast by using me as your travel agent. I can help you plan your vacation at no cost to you. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions for the podcast, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As The Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So we are recording today one hour after the Disney Parks and Resorts panel finished at D23. D23 is the biannual celebration slash conference that Disney has. Uh, D23 23 is after the fact that Walt Disney company started in 1923 and this is where they make all the announcements so all weekend they've been making a ton of announcements about new lucasfilm projects marvel but of course this is disney deciphered and we focus on the parks so we're going to be talking about the parks today and this is not a bit i have been busy all afternoon driving my kids here and there so i've barely heard what's going on except for the fact that dis twitter is losing their minds which i'm curious to hear why uh, i only heard pretty much one announcement and that is that happily ever after is coming back although that i don't i think it's not coming back as we knew it but uh, leslie was live facebooking or live blogging however you want to say it the presentation on her disney world with kids facebook group which you should definitely check out uh and what we're going to do is leslie's going to run me through everything that happened and i'll just react uh you know, react as if we were just talking about it, but we're going to record. You know, we don't normally do stuff like this, but it sounds like, Leslie, there's a lot of exciting news, whether people are happy about it or not. Well, there's a lot of news and some of it's exciting. Some of it is is underwhelming. So we'll we'll get to that. And we're just going to focus today mostly on the announcements about Walt Disney World. There were announcements about parks around the world and Cruise Line, and we'll hit on a couple of those at the very end. But I think we're just going to like focus in on our core <laughs> constituency and Orlando and sort of break down what it means for that resort. And then sort of we'll eventually get to the, the bigger picture for Disney Worldwide one of these days sounds good now i actually tuned out of paying attention to twitter because what happened was they started with jordan fisher saying the happily ever after is coming back i saw that news and then they launched into all this disneyland stuff and so i honestly had thought like oh is that all we're going to hear about from walt disney world um but there ended up being a lot of other news but let's start with that happily ever after news since that is what happened first chronologically. And then after that, we can go park by park for whatever news they dropped for Walt Disney World. But happily ever after, what's going on? It sounds like the song's coming back, but maybe not the show exactly. 
Oh, my my take was that the show was coming back, but maybe you've seen more than I than I have seen. I mean, it said that Happily Ever After is coming back, is what Demaro said in Magic Kingdom next year. So I took that to mean <laughs> we're we're done with Enchantment probably after the fiftieth is over at some point. Yeah, no, I think it's just the song. Um, because oh. there was some quote, uh, Scott Gustin tweeted it out, and this is Disney's wording, quote, next year, the popular anthem, Happily Ever After, will play again when an updated nighttime spectacular returns to light up the skies over Cinderella Castle at Walt Disney World in 2023. So I guess it could be, a, I don't see a way that Happily Ever After and Enchantment could like be mixed together. But maybe they just updated the show a little bit, and it's mostly Happily Ever After. I don't know. (laughs) Leslie, uh, funny enough, my kid's first reaction was, oh, but we haven't even seen the new show yet. Um, Same. I had no no comment (laughs) to them about that. But yeah, I guess we'll see. But yeah, I think that gives them wiggle room to not completely throw out everything from Enchantment. Maybe it'll be some weird alien hybrid. Well, we'll we'll see. I mean, it's it's appropriate that we're leading off this episode with confusion because there's more confusion to come. <laughs> so the the announcements did not clarify things for a lot of people um, in certain regards. So I guess we'll just go from there. Um, so let's go with what I guess is certain and we'll stick in Magic Kingdom. So a couple of the announcements we got from Magic Kingdom... The first one was that the Hatbox Ghost from Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, the very, very popular historic fan favorite that was brought back to Disneyland, is going to be debuting in Haunted Mansion in Magic Kingdom as well sometime next year. So that's just kind of like a little bit of a nod to the super fans and the geeks. So that's that's a good one. What do you think about that, Joe? Yeah, what I think about that is embarrassingly enough, you know, being an East Coast biased person, what is the Hatbox Ghost? And I'm sure I'm not the only person asking that question. So the Hatbox Ghost is a character in the middle of Haunted Mansion, like right before you're entering the banquet hall. And it debuted on the very first day of Haunted Mansion opening at Disneyland. And it apparently had technical issues because the way it worked, the the head appeared on the head of the ghost and then the, the ghost is holding a hat box and the head then morphs into the box and off of the body. And it was there for a very brief period when Disneyland opened. And because it didn't work, it was removed. But at some point in the last several years, I'm trying to think if it was for an anniversary or something like that, the super fans at Disneyland, the you know true historians were like, bring it back. The technology exists now to make it right. So they brought it back. It's like the Yeti at Expedition Everest, um, which if you those of you who don't know used to move um i know this is a d23 news announcement but i just wanted to give a quick shout out to the guys over at radio harambe which is the animal kingdom themed disney podcast they got joe Rody on the podcast and he talked a little bit about his feelings about the yeti not moving and uh, i'll encourage you to go listen to that because joe Rody is awesome and that's a two-part interview and it was really cool but yeah that's cool to see bringing back history but using the modern technology so i'll be excited to see any update to the haunted mansion honestly it will be cool so what else happened at magic kingdom that was not confusing all right so not confusing is that we got sort of a date for Tron Light Cycle Run opening. Demaro said that's going to be opening in spring 2023. And I think a lot of people thought, wow, that's later than we expected. So what's your take on that? That, is, that What is happening? That, that That's my take on that. I mean, we've seen they've been running cars on Tron Light Cycle Run for a month now or a couple weeks already uh, here in September 2022. And so if they said winter 2023 or 
whatever, winter 2022 slash 2023, and we're opening it more towards like late February. I guess I could see that, but spring, they're giving themselves room to open it all the way in May, which if they do that, I just, I don't know why. I can't even think of a business reason why, because the fiscal year starts on October 1st. Yeah, that's very strange to me too. And I'm wondering if this is maybe a little bit recession driven, that they're sort of waiting to see if demand is going to soften up in the next couple of months after the 50th comes to an end so that they have something new to bring people back in, you know, April, May, June, July, whatever. But it could just be technical, um, which I don't understand because it's not a new attraction for Disney. So it's a big question mark to me. Um, That's a little bit disappointing. Maybe they um, robbed Peter to pay Paul too much by releasing that Disney Plus discount on Disney Cruise Line. Because all the cruise, all the cruises are like booked up now from January to April because the third and fourth guests sail for free with the Disney Plus discount, and now they are like, oh, we got to get people back to Walt Disney World, and we'll open Tron then. I don't know. Who knows? All right. Well, believe it or not, that's it for Magic Kingdom that we know for sure. I mean, oh, so um, one other thing at Magic Kingdom that actually they started talking about it on Friday because they had released a model and stuff like that. We've heard a little bit more about what's going on with Splash Mountain and the Tiana retheming, although I don't think they gave a date, did they? We heard 2024. That was on one of the slides and for both Disneyland and Disney World. So, but yeah, no specific date at all. Yeah, we did get a little like some more artist artist rendering and just sort of a general sense of what it was going to look like and be inspired by. But this is just sort of incremental additions to what we already knew was coming, I think. Yeah, they also released some story elements, but honestly, they they are escaping me at the moment. I think it, it takes place after the wedding at the end of the movie and so it'll be a continuation of the story so you know well i i like to be light on spoilers anyway so we'll see what that is like when we get to it in 2024 hopefully all right let's uh move on to epcot i mean should we just go in order that the parks were made sort of yeah let's go to epcot and then (laughs) then i'll talk about where we're going next yeah i'm so curious i'm so curious what's (laughs) happening right now okay so let's talk about what do they say in epcot that is you know not too confusing pretty much clear all right not too confusing goodbye harmonious hello new nighttime spectacular later next year for what? yeah wow that's kind of big it's big because harmonious of what... isn't even that bad well apparently it was not a hit uh <laughs> okay. And I guess this is part of the reason they're unveiling a new nighttime spectacular. This is for Disney's 100th birthday. So that was sort of a theme throughout the parks panel is that there's going to be this big anniversary celebration for the 100th. And this is a little bit of a do over, I think, for Disney, given that the 50th was underwhelming. So I guess they're, this is uh, the Mulligan cover. for the 50th celebration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess they're Wait, just covering. So... so there you go. New nighttime spectacular in Epcot. I hope the barges go away. That was that was gonna be my question. Did they say anything about whether the barges are gonna be there or not? No. Or, uh, did they mention whether the barges are gonna be a very expensive, uh, expensive paperweight in someone's mansion or something? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We don't know. So I, I would think that they would go away. That would be my guess. I mean, that's been the biggest complaint about Harmonious is just the wrecking of the sightlines in Epcot. So fingers crossed, but no promises. We'll see. I mean, I don't mind the barges when the show is actually going on, but like I've said many times, it's not worth, and I enjoy Harmonious, but it's just not worth them being there all day. Um, so it's not good enough to make up for ruining the sight lines. So is what else in Epcot uh, do we have some clarity on, or is that it? We got another tip of the hat to the super fans. 
There is going to be a Figment meet and greet next year somewhere in Epcot. So that was a big hit. Uh, he, Figment is having his renaissance. So that's kind of exciting. Um, don't really know where and when and how, but to be determined. Uh, also heard that World Celebration, that sort of area of Epcot, is going to be complete in 2023. So that's kind of going to be wrapping up the construction around there, but really no details about anything else um, in that area. All right. That's pretty exciting. I mean, Figment is a big fan favorite. Hopefully for the sake of whoever is the friend of Figment inside the costume, that'll be an indoor meet and greet, but I guess we'll see. Yes, yes, definitely would be helpful to the poor cast member who has that job. So the final, I guess, big announcement for Epcot is World Nature is continuing to expand and Journey of Water featuring Moana is going to debut in late 2023. And we got some visuals from that earlier in the D23 Expo. And I mean, again, I I still don't know fully what it is, but I'm intrigued. Definitely intrigued. Yeah, I saw the model, I think on yesterday, they released the model of what Tafiti is going to look like. And that looked really cool. And I, I'm always excited to see what Imagineers can do. I mean, just take a look at Pandora and just how amazing the floating islands, quote unquote, are. So I'll be interested to see how big that model ends up being and what they do with it. Yeah, totally agree. This is, I think, one of the things I'm probably most excited about to in Disney World. So just to, I mean, again, it's not a ride and I'm a ride junkie, but it's close enough. It's something that's more than just kind of like a new stage show or something like that. So I'm excited about that. Well, that's really it for Epcot. And we're not going to move on to Hollywood Studios or to Animal Kingdom because believe it or not, there is nothing definitive in either one of those parks. So before we move on to what we're going to move on to, what do you think about that? So there's nothing definitive, but there is news, I assume. It's just confusing what that news is. Well, no, no, there's no news for Hollywood Studios. Zero. Oh, okay. I mean, that makes sense for the most part, right? Galaxy's Edge just went in. That was like the big new addition. I'm not sure what else could they do there besides Rock and Roller Coaster being rethemed, Um, but it seems like... Aerosmith has had a little bit of a renaissance and yeah I guess they could also they're not going to announce when they finally finish fixing up Tower of Terror because it's only running at half capacity right now or it had been at least yeah that's fair although I mean I will say Hollywood Studios is the park that's having the biggest capacity problem with reservations it's the park that's having the biggest strain on Genie Plus so it's surprising to me that there's not a lot that they're thinking about because, I mean, Genie Plus and Hollywood Studios isn't going to be fixed for years to come if there's nothing in the pipeline for that park. That's a good point. They have to re- they have to make these announcements years in advance, or at least even if they didn't make the announcement, they have to be working on it years in advance. So hopefully we can cross our fingers that that's what's happening. All right. So should we get to what's nebulous but announced? Yes. yes. So what was nebulous was a section of the parks panel that they called Blue Sky. And some people have said this was like an imaginary brainstorm session on stage. And it was a little bit strange because they were talking about things that could be, and they showed some concept art, and it just wasn't clear what the status of any of these projects were. Like, are they in development? Are some of them likely to happen? Not really sure, but a lot of them were really interesting, but sort of the lack of detail about how firm they are is what made people concerned. So let's talk about those. So we'll start in Animal Kingdom and the focus there was in Dino Land. And they didn't say Dino Land was going away, 
But they did say that that sort of that section of the park is what's going to be focused on. And they talked about two different properties potentially going into that area of the park. Zootopia, which of course has been talked about by fans for a very long time, and Moana. So they had one piece of concept art. Again, don't know how firm this is. No dates, no attractions named. Just kind of a general feel about how this would fit into that area of Animal Kingdom. So what do you think, Joe? So they said Zootopia and Moana? Yeah. And In Dino Land. I mean, or by I guess Dino it's like Land. Un- I don't know. I, I think that's funny because I feel like either or sounds like it could be fine. But if it's, I, you know, I'm starting to understand why it's confusing and why possibly Diz Twitter is flipping out, although they flip out all the time and would be complaining no matter what. But it almost sounds like, uh, you know, I wonder if they're putting them both out there to see which one people react more positively to. And they can, you know, just go down the path of development and ideas for both and then eventually lock in on one when they know which one is more popular. I don't see how either of those could fit without Dinoland going away. And I guess they've left themselves room to make Dinoland go away if they have to. But that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, totally interesting to me as well. And it's interesting, too, because now you've got Journey of Water by Moana opening in Epcot. So it seems a little strange to be trying to put that IP into another park right away. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, Zootopia kind of people have very mixed feelings about that going into Animal Kingdom. Just is it thematically? Does it make sense? These are not real animals. These are anthropomorphic animals. I can't say that word, but (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. Weird. And not to go back to the Radio Harambe interview with Joe Rohde, but one thing I found really interesting about that was Joe Rody claimed, and I guess I have no reason to doubt him, that he was always down with the idea of introducing fantastical, like fantasy animals into Animal Kingdom Park. But Zootopia is totally different, right? Because they are real animals in the world, but uh, of a fantasy genre. And I do think that they could do something there. I mean, dinosaurs, essentially Indiana Jones, right? So you could imagine that they either have a Zootopia or a Moana or maybe even an Encanto ride with uh, I don't remember what that little kid's name was but the one who had like the crazy room with all the animals and you could have a attraction using the dinosaur track but just changing that so I mean I guess there's potential there for them to retheme that attraction but yeah it'll be interesting to see what they actually come up with when they you know stop brainstorming in front of millions of people online. That's right. That's right. But they didn't stop there. So the brainstorming continued back in Magic Kingdom. So Wait, so let me stop you yeah. for a second. Like, how did they present this? Were they just like, I mean, was it two people just like talking about like, we could do this or we could do that? Or they just showed slides or what, it was, what was it like? Tomorrow with two people on stage. One was Jennifer Lee of Frozen. And I cannot remember the name of the other gentleman, but he's somebody quite high up in Imagineering is my understanding. So... Yeah, so two people, and they sort of, it was a little were bit awkward. down no, like no, no, it was a little bit? Okay. Yeah, they were standing, and it was like back and forth reading the teleprompter, and they would sort of wink, wink, but then they would say these things, and they'd show this art, but they wouldn't fully commit to what it was and what they were promising about it. So it was weird. Like, And I kept thinking, okay, they're teasing it, and then we're going to get the news at the end about what's actually coming, but they never got to that part. So that was what was hard to sort of understand <laughs> as a viewer, what maybe, was going on. Maybe the speechwriter just ran out of time at the end. Maybe. And they'll have to do it another time. Uh, it's Chris Beatty, by the way, Thank the you. other person who was there. And then uh, for those of you who don't know, Josh Tomorrow is uh, the head of 
parks and resorts or parks I don't and know, experiences parks and experiences yes the head of uh activations is what they call it now which did they say that word I know that I didn't hear the word, but it's people possible really it was upset. in there. <laughs> it gets people it. really upset when they say activations instead of attractions. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah. Okay. So is that it for Animal Kingdom for That's the it for Animal bizarre Kingdom. stuff? Okay. Yep. Where are we going so, next? Magic Kingdom. So okay. the setup was, you know, what what could happen beyond Big Thunder Mountain? And wait, so wait, 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 of... wait, 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 wait. Beyond like. They're not physically beyond. Okay, okay. They're not. They're not threatening to touch because if dis yeah. if, if dis Twitter is melting down because Big Thunder Mountain is being <laughs> taken away, I, that one I could understand. No, no, no. no. This, is, this is physically beyond. So this is where the expansion is going to happen for something eventually. This is the land that they have. So there you go. So the thinking was, or you know, the brainstorming was that you'd have lands featuring characters from Coco. And Encanto in this area beyond Big Thunder Mountain. And so that was definitely like, well, is it part of Frontierland? Is it a new land? Is it a land that speaks Spanish? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it looked really beautiful, um, some of the concept art that they, sh- that they showed. But and it, it looks, people got really excited about Encanto. I think that's such a hit right now. And I mean, really excited about Coco as well. And certainly Disneyland has gotten more than its fair share of Coco and, and Encanto. And Disney World's always complaining that they aren't getting sort of the new stuff. So that got people excited. Yeah, I think this is not like a good thing, quote unquote. But with the Splash Mountain re-theme, it kind of messes up the theming of Frontierland anyway. Um, and just, you know, for those of you who don't know, if you're not like a Disney nerd, Frontierland, it's supposed to be the American frontier. So that's kind of in the 1800s when everyone was going west in the cabins, stuff like that, which is why Big Thunder makes sense with the mining and Splash Mountain. I don't know. Maybe that's, well, maybe it's a little less. Yeah, Splash Mountain was problematic for multiple reasons, but it still fits into the American frontier. Maybe because Tiana in New Orleans, that's in the 1900s already. So the frontier is already settled it's messed up frontier land anyway and they're just like oh we'll just add another land on the end and or maybe they just don't even care about lands anymore and that's totally possible entirely possible but they weren't done <laughs> physically about what could come beyond big thunder mountain so oh wow we're we... still in magic kingdom yeah what's we're next? still in magic kingdom they teased a new land devoted to villains towering over the encanto house so, I'm sorry. How much land do they have back there? I don't know. That was my thinking too. Like they're gonna have to drain some. It sounds like they're gonna have to drain some swamps to get apparently you know, all that land. Apparently, and people, of course, are super excited. People want a villain's land. They want a villain's park, right? I mean, that's really what the fans have been asking for. It seems kind of strange to shoehorn it into that small space, and I'm not sure how it fits right next to Encanto and Coco. But there you go. Um, that was teased. And again, a little bit of you know vague concept art with like a, a, t- a tower or a spire sort of overlooking and being very dark and shadowy. But that was, that was all we got. And my first thinking was, that's a lot for Magic Kingdom. I mean, Magic Kingdom is the one park that's kind of working right now at Walt Disney World. It's working in terms of Genie Plus. You know, they're, it's working in terms of you can fill a full day and then some at Magic Kingdom. And I was like, why wouldn't they put the Villains Land in Hollywood Studios? Doesn't that seem like a park that would make sense? Yeah, that's a good, that is a good point. It does really seem like, though, that they haven't made up their minds. I, like you said, and just to reiterate, they haven't even, they just did concept art of the lands. They didn't even talk about potential attractions or anything. 
Yeah, exactly. No attractions were hinted at. So this is just thematic, uh, you know, overarching ideas for lands. So I was left with a lot of questions at the end of that section. And that was kind of the end for Disney World. And, you know, Twitter apparently has got a lot of questions too. And of course, we're very early into the reactions as we're recording this. I mean, like you said, it's like an hour or two after the parks panel ended. So I imagine by the time people are are listening to this, the the narrative is going to have taken shape even more and fans are going to be, you know, have their theories and maybe some more things will be figured out. And maybe the, the media will get to fill in a little bit from, you know, asking the right questions at the end of the expo. I don't know. I'm confused. I think it's definitely confusing. And I wouldn't be surprised uh, out of the, you know, in the confusing section that that you shared between adding Zootopia, Moana, Encanto, Coco, Villains Land out of the five of those things. I wouldn't be surprised if we only see, say, three of them. I will say my initial reaction, not having watched the stream, is just hearing that they're trying things is exciting to me because they really do need to build capacity. You're right. Maybe Magic Kingdom is not the place to do it, but I'm glad to hear that things are happening. I'm curious. You said that some of the announcements were met. Did you feel like that was the case because they were confusing or because you know there just wasn't enough or not enough meat where you thought it should be? Some of both. So definitely people were confused. I mean, I think the other thing was people, you know, looked at the list after all was said and done and I did the same and I was like, well, there's not a ton there. There's there's not a single new attraction after Tron and anywhere in any of the parks. So announced I mean, I guess, at least, right? Yeah, announced. Like they, they didn't I mean, I give guess, us any meat on the bone for any of those announcements. Right, exactly. I mean, there's it's no blue new sky, ride. Leslie. Yeah, but there's no yeah. new ride, and I want to ride. So <laughs> a lot of people want to ride. I mean, it's great to have things like Figment and have the Hatbox Ghost and have these bones thrown to the super fans who like the geeky stuff. I like the geeky stuff. That's great. But, like, that doesn't fix any of the bigger issues about, you know, guest flow and crowds and, you know, frustrations and confusions about how to get on rides and all of that. Yeah, none of this makes Genie Plus work. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, I'll say I'll take the optimistic view for now until I digest a little bit more. At least they are thinking about things and hopefully that will lead to progress sooner rather than later. Like I would hate to see these ideas finally implemented by 2030 or something like that. You know, Um, who knows where things are at that point. But if they take these ideas and, you know, like Epcot would have moved along pretty quickly if the pandemic didn't happen, at least we think it would have, you know, maybe if they can move from concept to actual ideas within the next year, um, that'll be good. And hopefully they're doing that because, I mean, it does need to be done. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I've been kind of a negative Nelly here on this. I am excited about some of these ideas. I'm really excited to see a film like Coco or Encanto get its due in the parks. And I mean, I think those films were far better than tangled sorry people <laughs> and people are always like clamoring for like tangled to get you know shunted into different places and you know there have been definitely some some kind of meh attractions from meh films that have squeezed their way into disney parks um tarzan's treehouse didn't get an announcement about that in disneyland but anyway i digress hey, <laughs> hey uh we got the tangled bathrooms people we're good okay anyway okay. all right so before we wrap things up let's really quickly talk about Disneyland and Disney Cruise Line. I feel like I saw a lot of the Disneyland announcements. They seemed fairly clear in contrast to Walt Disney World. So are you pretty excited about what they're doing at Disneyland? 
Yeah, I'm pretty happy about what I heard for Disneyland. And I'll just really quickly mention the highlights. The big thing for Disneyland was that we got a little more information or at least confirmation that the e-ticket attraction is happening in Avengers Campus. It's going to have a new concept, um, but it seems like some of the... The idea for how the ride itself is going to work is going to be the same, but the storyline is going to be different based on the multiverse. So excited about that. The other piece of information we got was that Pacific Wharf in DCA is going to be rethemed to be San Francisco from Big Hero 6 with a Baymax meet and greet. So that was a huge fan favorite. That was that was a big hit with the California crowd for sure. And also got word that Magic Happens, the really popular parade that ran for like two minutes before the pandemic, that that's coming back. And a new World of Color show is going to be coming next year as well. So that's a pretty good lineup of events for, you know, a much smaller resort. And also got word that Disneyland's going to kind of be the focus of this Disney 100 anniversary celebration. So I feel like Disneyland is going to get a lot of attention just sort of as the founding place the first park for the Disney company. Makes sense. And then moving along to Disney Cruise Line, I do know that they talked a little bit about Lighthouse Point, which is going to be Disney's second private island, although this one is technically a peninsula or portion of an island. Did they say anything about timeline for that? And then, of course, I'll let you do the big reveal of the new Disney ship's name, the second new Wish Class Disney Cruise boat coming online. So they didn't say any dates for Lighthouse Point, but there was a slide at the very end that had it slated in as 2024. And I don't know if that's completion or wishful thinking or whatever, because it looked like from the video that they showed that the construction is at the very early stages or maybe not constructed at all. So so we'll have to, to wait and see on that. But it looked beautiful. I was really excited about that. And we did get the news for Disney ship number six. It's going to be the Disney treasure and it's going to be themed about all things adventure. So a little bit of Aladdin, I think a little bit of, you know, Adventureland kind of stuff. I kind of was really rooting for it to be a Jungle Cruise themed ship, but I think that's probably the bridge too far, but, but at least some tips of the hat to that kind of stuff. So it looks, it looks really beautiful and I'm excited to sort of see what the next ship has. It seems like probably the most up my alley. Um, perhaps we'll see. Leslie, I know you're a huge Jungle Cruise fan, but even you must admit that 1,000 cast and crew members on a Disney cruise dropping dad jokes nonstop is going to get a little old. All right, all right. <laughs> Maybe. But can we just have one restaurant where they do that? That would be That'd great. Be, I mean, Rotational that would not dining? be bad. Yeah, like a Skipper Canteen type restaurant. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're going to have people who don't like Marvel have to go to the Art of Marvel restaurant on The Wish, you might as well have people who don't like dad jokes be subjected to that at least one night on their rotational dining on the treasure. Turnabout's fair play. So there you go. Did they uh, happen to release a date for the treasure or they're not sure yet? I, I know everything got backed up. Yeah, I didn't hear a date announced in the presentation, but again, that slide they showed at the end slotted the treasure in for 2024. So again, I guess that's the target date, but we'll see if it gets delivered at that point in time. Exciting. Well, I mean, overall, I, I think this, you know, I get there definitely could have been more for Walt Disney World or more concrete info for Walt Disney World, but it seems like it was a pretty exciting parks panel. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed watching it. It was just sort of fun to see. And there was, of course, some entertainment sprinkled into that as well. And, you know, it's just exciting to see some of these properties, you know, starting to come to life. And, you know, I also got excited about what was happening in the international parks, even though 
I'm not very confident that I will be able to see anything in Shanghai or Hong Kong anytime soon, but got me excited about Disneyland Paris and what's coming there and, and maybe about heading potentially to Tokyo in the next year or two. So yeah, super excited about that. Oh, wasn't there like some really nice looking Elsa animatronic from Tokyo or something like that? Yes. Yes. Without the weird, creepy eyes. Like real <laughs> You mean with eyes. the weird projected face? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Look well, good. we'll have to get to that on another episode. Leslie, thank you for catching me up on the domestic side of Park News. Oh, the other huge Disney Cruise Line thing. And I know this because Christy from the DCL podcast texted me about it. The Disney Wonder will be going to Australia uh, next year. So I guess after you sail to Alaska, they'll probably make their way over to Australia. Um, and so... You know, that's pretty exciting news because it's the first time in decades that they that Disney has gone to a new continent or first time ever. If you count Central America and the Caribbean as part of North America, this is the first new continent for Disney ever. So, yeah, that's exciting. And they, they did mention that some of the repositioning cruises are going to be in the South Pacific. So that definitely perked up my husband's ears. So we're huge fans of the South Pacific and we've been to Tahiti and Fiji and uh, I could see us. Getting back um, on the wonder again for that reason. <laughs> oh, imagine hitting those! Imagine hitting those South Pacific islands on the way down to Australia. I mean, that is yeah, you know, cool. that pull your kids out of school for that one for sure. I know this isn't uh, as much of a planning episode, but it is the new info episode, and so we'll end with a short Disney do or don't, which is the Disney don't that we pretty much use every single time we do one of these episodes, which is don't bother planning your trips in 2023 and 2024 around when you think these things aren't going to happen because it's just really hard to know. I had a client the other day say that they were worried about going in November potentially because Tron might open in November. Well, now it's opening in spring 2023. So you never know until they give you an official date. So when you're planning your vacations since you have to plan your Disney vacation so far in advance, just go ahead and plan them for whatever works best for you and your family. And then if there's a good announcement that you're excited about, tweak accordingly. Well said. All right. Well, thank you, Leslie, for keeping me up to date on everything. If you heard any announcements that you were excited about that we didn't cover today, email us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Tweet at us at WWDeciphered on Twitter or find us on Facebook and Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this kind of live Thinking Through Things episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. But if not, don't worry. We'll get back to brass tacks next week. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you putting all the new Disney IP on a dartboard and throwing darts at it because that sounds like what the blue sky thing is. Thanks, Jim. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.